these four seasons means that it's time once again for this week's Senior Moments program. The Four Seasons theme mirrors our lives, and hopefully we will all have many, many more seasons to enjoy. As you know, we do this show on behalf of the Glen Cove Senior Center. So good morning, everyone. I'm Nina Held. And I'm Stuart Held. Senior Moments discusses topics of interest that affect our lives. Good morning, Dale Zerberg. It's nice to have you in the studio. <laughs> yes, we've been doing our our vocalese. Reminds me of Buffalo. It remind, yes, this is true. It is reminding us of Buffalo. It is cold. It very cold. So, Good morning, Nina. How do you feel? Thank on this you. Cold oh, morning? I feel just dandy, honey. Just dandy. <laughs> Tell us See, about today's show. Of course. Now, Dale has a lifelong learning class in the senior center on the subject of commemorative stamps from 2017. He will talk about one dozen of the new stamps during his class. The stamps are very varied and have interesting stories behind them. Dale will put together a fun and interesting learning experience for all in attendance. This is Dale's 17th year that he has taught a lifelong learning program in the Glen Cove Senior Center. And Senior Moments has been on the air for seven years. We have a long way to go to catch up to Dale. Yep, but first, it's now time for our Wacky Wacky Word of the Week. Today's wacky word is a word that few from this area will recognize. The word is bumbershoot. You heard right, bumbershoot. It is a noun and means umbrella. The origins of bumbershoot are a bit foggy, but it appears that the bumber is a modification of the umber in umbrella, and shoot is an alteration of the shoot in parachute since an open parachute looks a little like an umbrella. Very British. It's something that you would expect to see in Britain anyhow. Well, of course, like Mary Poppins has a bumbershoot. Right? (laughs) Yay, Mary Poppins. Bumbershoot was today's Wacky Word of the Week. Every week we try to come up with a joke or fact or idiom that we want to share with you. It is now time for our... Did you know? When I was a kid, I tried to collect stamps. As I grew older and got into the business world, I visited many countries where the stamps actually came from. I was very fortunate. I traveled extensively. Extensively, I got and got to many of the countries whose stamps I tried to collect. Business and family got in the way, and I didn't continue collecting. However, my uncle, Manuel Held, was an avid stamp collector. Ultimately, I got to be the keeper of his collection of United States stamps. We sold his collection when he passed. All of this background got me thinking about today's program and how commemorative stamps come about. I'm really slurring my words today. Oh, me, oh, my. Well, we're going to have Gotta to... Got to wake up here. It's to too cold. Slap you upside oh, your head. Bloody Mary. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he should... Oh, yes. We all okay, wish. Nina, you take Wouldn't over. Wouldn't that it were. A commemorative stamp is a postage stamp often issued on a significant date such as an anniversary to honor or commemorate a place, event, person, or object. The subject of the commemorative stamp is usually spelled out in print, Unlike definitive stamps, which normally depict the subject along with the denomination and country name only. Many postal services issue several commemorative stamps each year, sometimes holding first day of issue ceremonies at locations connected with the subjects. Commemorative stamps can be used alongside ordinary stamps. Unlike definitive stamps that are often reprinted and sold over a prolonged period of time for general usage, commemorative stamps are usually printed in limited quantities and sold for a much shorter period of time, usually until supplies run out. Commemorative stamps was today's... Did you know? Now to introduce, once again, a man who needs no introduction to senior moments... Dale's Herbert. Yes, good morning, Dale. Now, when Dale retired from teaching in the Glen Cove school system, he made a special effort to stay close to the many students and friends he made over the years. He did this having never lived in the city of Glen Cove. 
Dale now lives in Brooklyn, but the travel time to Glen Cove never stopped him from being continually involved as an active volunteer. From doing pet shows to retired teachers' meetings to teaching classes in the senior center, Dale always makes time for Glen Cove. Dale has an extensive musical library in his apartment. He has so much material from old albums to the newest and latest albums on the market. We have yet to stump Dale in finding the right music for what our topic of the day might be. He calls himself, and we call him too, our musical consultant and our musicologist. Dale, it's always a good day when you're in the studio with us. Good morning, and we are looking forward to your program. Well, I'm so happy to be here, and I'm looking forward to it, too. Well, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to um, uh, say that the uh, class at the Senior Center is going to be called One Dozen of the Commemorative Stamps from 2017. We don't have time for one dozen. So I selected a few of them that we're going to feature in the program. And the first one is a commemorative stamp in honor of one of the great civil rights leaders, Dorothy Height. I never knew who Dorothy Height was, but when I was teaching in the Bronx, I found out that my principal knew her very well. Mm. And one day, we were having our graduation ceremony at the Riverside Church and down the aisle walks Dorothy Height. And after I first heard her speak, I thought, well, she must be somebody. <laughs> and she is, is somebody. somebody. And to commemorate her, we have another big somebody, Leontine Price, who's going to sing Lift Every Voice and Sing. Let's listen to her. Blood of the slaughtered, 
Okay, that really was very appropriate for Martin Luther King Day, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's it's one of the pieces that uh, my students always were very glad that I taught that to them in chorus because usually they would go off to college where there was some kind of Martin Luther King celebration, and they would go, we're the only white kids that know that song. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I thought See, that yes. was always fun yeah. because um, that's why I taught it to them. Right. Because yeah. unless you grew up in a school that was predominantly black, you didn't know it. Mm. Now, the, the next stamp we're going to talk about is the beautiful stamp that was dedicated to John F. Kennedy, which was issued on February 20th of 2017 in Boston. And uh, many uh, people... Which is where he came from. Yes. Of course. Yeah, yes. I mentioned his birthplace. Yes. Many of the, uh, of the music that we refer back to President Kennedy uh, is related to the musical that he loved called Camelot. And Camelot is a, is a, a musical by Lerner and Lowe, which they created after My Fair Lady. Mm. And has, uh, My Fair Lady has kept them in a nice little nutshell of money since that time. Uh, let's listen. Well, but before we listen, it was a time of Camelot. Well, if, yes. And well, we should remember that because... Uh, at least that's the way I remember. Well, that it. it was always associated with with the whole aura of Camelot. Yes, uh, let's listen to Richard Burton sing the title song. It's true. Oh, Richard. It's true. The crown has made it clear. The climate must be perfect all the year. A law was made a distant moon ago here. July and August cannot be too hot And there's a legal limit to the snow here In Camelot The winter is forbidden till December And exits March the 2nd on the dot By order summer lingers through September In Camelot Camelot, Camelot, I know it sounds a bit bizarre, but in Camelot, Camelot, that's how conditions are. The rain may never fall till after sundown, by eight the morning fog must disappear. In short, there's simply not a more congenial spot. For happily ever aftering than here in Camelot. Gives a person pause But in Camelot Camelot Those are the legal laws The snow may never slush upon the hillside By 9pm the moonlight must appear In short there's simply not A more congenial spot For happily ever aftering and here in Camelot. Well, I tell you, I wonder what would have would have been had President Kennedy not been assassinated. Oh. Would we have gotten out of the Vietnam War earlier? I wonder. Well, there's so much speculation that grows around the time period yes. of President Kennedy's assassination. I remember it was the day of our Honor Society induction, and I went in the, into the office after our ceremony was over, and it came on the radio announcement. Yes, yes. And 
we went back to our classrooms and sat around all day. And then I remember going home and spending the entire weekend in front of our exactly. TV. Exactly. We all did we that. All did yep. that. We, all. we all did that. And my, uh, I remember a few days later seeing Lee Harvey Oswald <gasps> shot we so- right on the TV. Right on the TV. And uh, I remembered immediately that my college... My college, I, I was still in high school. My friend <laughs> Susan Clayman, who was one of the first people that we ever knew that actually got to New York to see Camelot, was bragging about seeing Camelot. And uh, all of those memories come flooding back. I just recently watched the program about uh, John Kennedy Jr. Uh-huh. and his plane crash. Oh, you did? I We and didn't it, see that. It, right. it was... Heart wrenching. Yes, it is because it, the family had so much tragedy. Yes, and yes. Um, it's a thing that makes me like the de- delving into the commemorative stamps every year. Yeah, because there's uh, the commemorative stamps always give you history. Yes, they always give you, as we'll see later in the program, interesting looks at sports, interesting looks. At other famous people, yes. interesting looks at states exactly. when states became states, exactly. etc. Yes. So yes. that and that uh, camel that uh, Kennedy stamp is a stunning panel of stamps. I know we that I. We at senior moments have a break here, and we'll be right back with Dale Zerbrick, musical consultant, in a few minutes. This is Senior Moments on 88.1 FM and WC. WP.org. Senior Moments with Nina and Stuart is back with our musicologist Dale Zerbrick as today's guest. And we are talking about commemorative stamps from the year 2017. Now, Dale, even though you specialize in collecting music, uh, I think you do. You specialize too in the collection of stamps. Well, I have most of the commemorative stamp albums since uh, the bicentennial year in nineteen seventy-six. Right. Do my not seventeen seventy-six. No, no, because we didn't have that kind of stamps then. <laughs> but I. I love to collect the stamp albums from every year because the post office does an excellent job now of putting together the stamp from every from this year and it also includes the regular stamps that were issued during this year as well. So if you are a collector, it's a good thing to have, I think. It's a lot of fun. Well, you do it for fun or you do it for the fact that you may be able to sell it at some time? No, I don't care about the selling. I do it because um, these programs that we've done over the years about commemorative stamps are very informative to people. And it's a lot of fun for me to try to figure out um, uh, music that can go along with these stamps. I was telling you in the car on the way over here that um, when we do the commemorative stamp program at the Riverside Church for the choir gala brunch uh, on an upcoming Sunday, people were saying, oh, I I couldn't find anything. And I'm thinking, you didn't look very hard, did you? (laughs) So I told some of the people, don't worry. Pick any stamp that you remember, and we'll find something to right. go with it. You have always been able to do that. Yeah, Dale. yeah. You have to bend and stretch for each of the stars. <laughs> Dale, please go on and tell us about our next stamp for today. Well, the next stamp is the stamp commemorating the state of Mississippi. It was released on the 31st of March in 2017 in Gulfport, Mississippi, and it, I I selected the f- first song that came to my mind about Mississippi was Old Man River. Oh. And we're going to hear the progenitor singer, Paul Robeson. Robeson, yes. Right one. Yes. Yeah. He's buried up in, um, in Ferncliff Cemetery. And I always think of him 
when we hear him perform this song. There's an old man called Mississippi, that's the old man that I'd like to be. What does he care if the world's got troubles? What does he care if the land ain't free? Old Man River, that old man river, he must know something, but don't say nothing. He just keeps rolling, he keeps on rolling And damn that plantum is soon forgotten But old man river, he just keeps rolling along You and me, we sweat and strain Body all aching and wrecked with pain Tote that barge, lift that bale, get a little drunk, and you land in jail. I get weary and sick of trying. I'm tired of living and scared of dying. But old man river. Mississippi, let me go away from the white man boss. Show me that stream called the River Jordan. That's the old stream that I long to I remember trying to sing this song way back in 1953, ancient times. Yes. In a Rasmus Hall High School boys' glee club setting. Yes. But uh, I'll tell you what, I tried to sing along with the song just now, and I don't have the breath anymore. You, you do, Did you have the breath then? Maybe. Yes. But well, Nina and <laughs> Stu are talking about who's got the breath. Yes. <laughs> I, I just want to stay... State that um, Showboat was very controversial mm-hmm. when Jerome Kern and Oscar Hammerstein wrote it because it was one of the very first casts to use a biracial cast. Yes, that's right. In their casting on Broadway. And, on Broadway. Yeah. And Ziegfeld got lots of criticism for that, but he didn't care because he knew that it was coming. And that it should it should be, and of course, Paul Robeson has become so closely associated with that song, "Old Man River," and it's appropriate for Mississippi. M I S S I S S I P P I. We all learned that as kids. Sure, we did. But also, yeah, I want to make the comment that when, at that time, when we were kids, and Showboat had come out amongst, uh, along with, of course, other um, other musicals, we all used to be in the habit of going to music stores and buying sheet music. Sheet music had the lyrics. Well, that that was, was to not only Broadway songs, but pop all the popular songs. That was, and we'd that, sit on that the was before Google. That we'd sit on well, the yeah, stoops. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I remember hearing Gershwin in the womb because my mother <laughs> yes. was the pianist at Woolworths. 
<laughs> in bu- downtown Buffalo. And I heard all the Gershwin songs. You, know, you have to explain what that means. You're saying the panel, the, first of all, there isn't the Woolworths today. And so you have to explain oh, to right. our people. Yeah. An o- old five and ten cents store. Five and dimes, sure. And my, I remember my mother had that job as the piano player. And what you would do is you would go, if you heard a song on the radio, remember the radio, that, <laughs> that you liked, you could go to... Kresge's or yes. or any of those stores where you could buy sheet music and ask for that sheet music so you could hear it, and then it would be my mother's job to sit behind the piano bench and play it for people. Yeah. And that's how they decided if they wanted to buy sheet music. That's I still have probably three dozen pieces of her sheet music wow. that, that yeah. she owned in her lifetime, and it was it was fascinating. Today we have YouTube. That we have YouTube. We yes, have Google. And we have we Google. Have so many different that we ways could of Google could, lyrics and the we music. Could, yes, that's that. That's right. So, hmm. well, it, 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 it it's a long lost uh, page of our history. Well, mm-hmm. we don't even have encyclopedias anymore. Well, right, and those of us, those of us who are from Glen Cove or have spent a lot of time in Glen Cove know that Mr. Woolworth's mansion was right here in Glencoe. That's right. On Crescent Beach Road. And it still stands, even though there was a fire in it a couple of years ago. But the fact that he built his huge building downtown, which was for many years the tallest building in New York City, from the proceeds of his five and ten cent stores, which were all over the country. Right. He made a lot of money on that. but. And it's I miss a, them. I, can't, I miss I those can't stores. Compare Woolworths to anything of today? Can you? Like dollar stores is the about the closest yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's about it. But you don't go into those either. I don't. So, <laughs> you, <laughs> you do. I do. I do. <laughs> well, well, we're going to talk about the next song, which is from the musical "Promises, Promises." Maybe you didn't see it or know about it, but many of you do know the movie. The Apartment. Yes. Which starred Jack Lemmon and Shirley MacLaine. MacLaine, yes. And yes. Shirley MacLaine uh, was a kept girl for a bunch of businessmen. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why the movie was called The Apartment, because for lunch hour, right, they would yeah. go to Slam Bam, thank you, ma'am, <laughs> during their lunch hour. And the movie became a very big hit. Yes. Uh, yes. The Broadway show was Burt Bacharach's and yeah. Hal David's first venture onto Broadway, even though they had written many songs that got close to Broadway. And uh, the, the song that I remember from the musical, which divulged what the businessmen were doing, was called It's Our Little Secret, Little Secret. <laughs> Little secret. <laughs> well, this song. Well, I think that also made Jack Lemon that particular. Well, yeah, and it didn't. Part. It didn't. It certainly didn't hurt him, <laughs> and it didn't hurt Shirley MacLaine either. either. Right, yeah. right. Well, this uh, one of the things in the song is that uh, the male lead character, who was played by those of you that remember TV, remember. Um, Jerry Orbach. Yeah. From, um, he was originally off Broadway in the the off Broadway show, uh, The Fantastic. Yes, yes. And he. Which was the longest running show for years and yes, years. Yes, right. And um, our student, Bill Shuttleworth, rest in peace, was one of the press agents for that mm. show. But he, the song that he got from Hal David and Jerry Orbach was the song She Likes Basketball, which is, of course, Stuart said to me uh, several weeks ago, there, I, 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 what do you know about this song? I said, never you mind. That's right. Just just play I, it. <laughs> I, have the, I have a perfect song for basketball. The stamps are not just basketball, but there are eight stamps that feature the different balls so to speak, used in sports. Ah. And 
Oh, like a baseball and a baseball, football. Baseball, soccer ball, et cetera, et cetera. All of those. But this song is, uh, lest you ever get caught in a trivia game, you can talk about the song you know that is about basketball called She Likes Basketball. <laughs> Go, Jerry Orbach. <laughs> basketball, how about that? We have something in common to talk about basketball. She likes basketball, how about that? I have some place to take her when we go out. Basketball! Whoever would have dreamed, never would have thought that my favorite girl liked my favorite sport. Like any other kid, I would make believe with a ball in my hand. I'd dribble right past all the others real fast, and I'd be six foot eight, and my jump shot was really great. She likes basketball, isn't that wild? It's an omen that good things are on their way. Things to share. We share basketball, couldn't you die? From a simple beginning like this, we may get somewhere. It's nice to dream, someday it might be basketball. Would have thought that my favorite girl liked my favorite sport. Like any other kid, I would make believe with a ball in my hand. I'd dribble right past all the others real fast, and I'd be six foot eight, and my jump shot was really great. She likes basketball, isn't that wild? It's an omen that good things are on their way. Things to share. We share basketball, couldn't you die? From a simple beginning like this, we may get somewhere. It's nice to dream someday it might be. I tell you, Dale, you have the the gift of finding the most obscure music, at least in my mind. Well, it's well, obscure. You know, just think about this, though. This was when, what, what year? The 1969. I wonder if the girls' basketball, they certainly weren't as popular oh, as I don't, they are yeah, today. Right. And well, there was certainly no professional girls' basketball teams then. But at the time that they wrote this, there wasn't anything. No, not really women. No, not girls. girls. I know. Basketball. I thought so there were. I think good. that that alone is a, is a credit. Yeah. Well, to, it's it's exciting because this um, particular song uh, was unique, and Jerry, as I said, Jerry, when we were offline, Jerry Abbott was still singing in tune. In tune. Oh. All right. There are many times in the uh, Fantastics recording. Where he's just a just little bit, under, just. but it, but it didn't it didn't hinder him from making a lot of money on I'm Law sure. and Order. Oh, well, of course, <laughs> not. I would think not. You right. can be yeah. plenty out of tune, yeah. Law and Order. Um, Senior moments. We'll be right back with Dale Zerbrick in just a few moments. Me 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 me. Senior moments. On 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. <laughs> Moments with Nina and Stu is back, and of course, we are with our very most favorite musicologist, Dale Zerbrick. 
Now, Dale, we know a few musicians and music teachers, but none of them seem to be the kind of collectors that you are. I mean, we know. We've been to your house, so we know what you have. We've seen it. You have to walk in sideways because of all the equipment, all of the... The, material that well, you've got printed lyrics, you've got eight track tapes, you've got CDs, you've got LPs. L- oh my god, don't forget the LPs. Well, of course, vinyl is very, very popular these days. We're coming back to vinyl, aren't we? Yes, we are, which is which is also very nice considering they're now getting rid of Be- CDs. Besides, yeah. besides the worth of the collection, yeah, it is a huge collection. What are you going to do with it? I'm donating it to SUNY Potsdam. Good. Uh, when, when, I, when I am no longer on the planet. Right. <laughs> because every time you come up with a theme for a program, I have to run look on the shelves and find the music for it. That's what you do, I know. And it's amazing that you know, you seem to know where everything is. I, is I, that yeah, I pretty real? much do. I pretty much do. And I, I, I really enjoy the searching. Yes. When yes. I... Um, I was in the third grade, I think, when Disney's Peter Pan came out. Oh, yes. And I have been obsessed with that particular cartoon for many, many years. And when Music Theater North finally announced that they were going to do a production of Peter Pan in the next summer, I knew that I had to be Captain Hook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I auditioned, but the director said... You know, I don't think you gave me enough. And I said, you want more? He said, well, yeah, you have to show me that you want the part. Needless to say, I played Captain Hook for three weeks mm. in Peter, in Potsdam. And um, one of the reasons was because of this particular song we're going to hear now. Uh, how old were you then? It was just 1995. Oh, oh so it was pretty yeah. recent. Yeah, it was recent. I had been on the board of directors for many years, and I said to the director and Andrew Gurley, the uh, conductor, well, people are going to, to expect to see me <laughs> playing this role, so you need to cast me. And they, <laughs> and they said, all right, well, show us what you've got. And I showed them what I had. Yes. And, yes. uh and it, you were younger then. And I was younger then. <laughs> and several of my Glen Cove students came Ooh, to see yeah. the show. Really? Oh, yeah. They came this up is to like myself. more than 25 years. Yeah, yeah, Chris Desiano, Mark Vasili, Stephanie Pesolano. Many of them, Derek Grasso, came up. And uh, they came to see me. And they were obsessively loud <laughs> in the audience. Yes. Let's listen to this song that if you saw the recent Peter Pan on TV with Alison Williams, you may notice that by the time this act comes around, Act 3, Christopher Walken, Walken. was getting a little tired. I think, yes, I was, yes. He had not done anything that had that long of a commanding right. opportunity. But um, here's Captain Hook's Walls, which... Uh, I, if I say so myself, I wasn't too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I listen. I look forward to hearing it. And all the boys about to walk the plank. <laughs> I'm the greatest villain of all time. Who is Bluebeard? Nobody. Who is Nero? Nobody. Who is Jack the Ripper? Nobody. <laughs> Who's the swiniest swine in the world? Captain Hook! Captain Hook! Who's the dirtiest dog in this wonderful world? Captain Hook! Captain Hook! Captain of villainy, murder and loot. Eager to kill any who says that his hook isn't cute. It's cute! <laughs> Who's the slimiest rat in the pack? Captain Hook! Captain Hook! Who's unlovable? You. Who's unlivable? You. Whose existence is quite unforgivable? You. Who would stoop to the cheapest and lowest of tricks in the book? Tricks in the book! Blimey! Slimey! Captain! 
mortals envy me. Yet better perhaps for Hook to have had less ambition. Oh, fame, fame, thou glittering bauble. In searching for thee, what fame have I not lost? No little children love me. I'm told they play at Peter Pan, and the strongest always chooses to be Peter. They force the baby to be Hook. The baby. That's where the canker gnaws. No! By carbonate of soda, no! Who's the swiniest? Swiniest. The doggiest? Doggiest. The slimiest? Slimiest. Who's the creepiest creep in the world? Captain Hook! Captain Hook! Who's dispensable? You! Reprehensible? You! Whose behavior is quite indefensible? You! Who's the crawling as cruel, as crummy, as crooked as crook? Crooked as crook! What a price! What a joy! Mrs. Hook's little baby boy! The strength of the sea! Just little old me. <laughs> you have to sing uh, at least the, the the vocal part where he talks about his what he's going to do. Well, I, I always love that when he goes, um, Mrs. Hook's little baby, baby, baby boy. boy. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I want to tell a very brief story about the performance of this musical that the Glen Cove kids came to. Uh, at the end of this song... The pirates put me on a board and swing me back and forth <laughs> on this little plank. Yes. And the day that the Glen Cove kids were there, the plank cracked in half <gasps> and I fell onto <gasps> the ship. Yeah. See how you are taken aback? It was, they were hilarious. They were hysterical. The pirates were hilarious. <laughs> and I just got up and said, I gave them the look of death. Yes. And shook my hook at them and... <laughs> it was it was fabulous. I loved doing that. I loved doing it, it, that. Well, it's a real. <laughs> it, it, it's like you own the stage. Well, the, yeah. Oh, cat! It, I love villains. This is this is the stamp. The stamps well, that are all the Disney yes, villains. The, right? Among the other stamps from that set is the Queen from Snow White. Yeah, and the. Queen of Hearts. Yeah. Little tons of fun. Right. Who keeps yelling off with their heads. Oh, right. And Ursula. Ursula. From, the, from uh, uh, Under the Sea. And what about Cruella DeVille? And Cruella DeVille and Maleficent from Sleeping Maleficent. Beauty. Maleficent, yeah. yes. Angela Jolie really... had nothing on Maleficent. Right. But um, I, I loved that, and I was very... That was one of the first things... I got to cross off my bucket list. Doing Captain Hook. I know what that is. You know, I do. I can share that with you because I love doing these 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 crazy character roles. Yes. Well, Wicked Witch. Theater, Wicked Witch. Yeah. Were a, one of the key well, characters. Ugly Steps. Ugly Steps. They're fun. They're much more fun well, than can, playing, you know. You can go the, over the top. That's right. Love it. Love it. Love it. So, I, um... I think that uh, in the next lifelong learning that I'm doing at the senior center will be an interesting topic. It's it's called Frank Sinatra conducts tone poems of color. Oh, oh. he got he got his favorite arrangers. I think eight eight of them to each write a piece of music for orchestra and conduct and and uh, arrange it. As a color, blue, right. red, gray, right. yellow. Yeah. So that that will be that a lot of fun. That should be interesting. Yeah, keep, yeah. Keep your ears open for that class. It's in a couple of months. Okay, okay. So that's yeah. That will be lifelong learning. Now that you've done it for seventeen years, are you tired of it? No, because there's always topics. Right. There's mm. always topics, and since I've done it so often. We could always go back at the beginning and start over. That's true. And do yes. like, for instance, of the course, bro- everybody has died from the first one. <laughs> the bro- <laughs> no, it never gets stale. The brochure it really doesn't get for stale. For my first class, was thirty pages. 
Wow. It's now down to three pages. Oh, my. I I got smart. But, you know, excess. Well, you also learned how to make your delivery a little differently. Yes, I did. Uh, I I think um, one of the next things that we're going to talk about is the stamp stamp series about the sharks. And say, what are the songs about sharks? Well, what are the songs about sharks? Na da dee dee, dee da dee dee. Well, let's listen to uh, one of the songs made famous by Bobby Darren, but long before Bobby Darren recorded it, it was called "Mac the Knife." Yes, and many people recorded it. But let's listen to a little bit of that. The shark bait. Has such teeth there, and it shows them pearly white. Just a jackknife has old Maggie Bay, and it keeps it uh, out of sight. You know, when that shark bites with his teeth, big scarlet billows start to spread. Fancy gloves, though, where's old Maggie Heath, babe? So there's never, never a trace of red. Now on the sidewalk, ooh, Sunday morning, uh lies a body just oozing life. And someone sneaking round a corner. Could that someone be Mac the Knife? There's a tugboat down by the river, don't you know? Where a cement bag just drooping on down. Oh, that cement is just, it's there for the way to dare. Five will get you ten old Mackies back in town. Not to hear about the way Miller He disappeared, babe After drawing out All his hard-earned cash And now Maggie Heath spins Just like a shell Could it be our boy's done something rash And Lucy Brown Oh, the line forms on the right bay But not that Maggie Back in town I said, Jenny Diver Whoa, Suki Tawdry Look out to Miss Lottie And old Lucy Brown Yes, that line forms on the right, babe. Not that Maggie's back in town. Look out, old Maggie's back. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That was great. That was great. That but was the radio audience should have been sitting here in the studio watching everybody bouncing around. Yeah, yeah. That now, was his signature song. That was his signature song. But uh, I do something uh, flew into my brain, and I have to say it because we're doing commemorative stamps, but there are. Is there anything, Dale, that we can look at today that are perhaps non commemorative stamps? Well, this past Christmas holiday, there was a series of four stamps that were. Uh, called the Snowy Day. Oh. And uh, they they were very popular. I know that they sold out of them very quickly. So I thought it would be fun to listen very briefly to a current, every year the Pentatonics come up with a Christmas album. Here is Let It Snow from, from the Pentatonics' newest Christmas album. Oh, goody. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
quite as frightful But the fire is so delightful Since there's no place to go Let us know, let us know, let us know It doesn't show signs of stopping Then I brought some coin for popping The lights turn way down low Let us know, let us know, let us know When we finally kiss goodnight How I ain't going out in the storm But if you really hold me tight On the way home I'll be warm Oh, the fire is slowly dying But my dear, we're still goodbye And as long as you love me so Let us know, let us know, let it snow Let us know, let us know, let us know, let us know, let us know No, 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 no of your hard work. I mean, this was really a major, a major accomplishment. It was a fun show. Yes, yes. Uh, and thank you, Chris, of course, and thank you, Ryan, who is our uh, new engineer. WCWP engineer. That's right. Um, I'm. Who else do I want to thank? <laughs> that, that's all you want to thank. Yes, uh, but I do have to say, if you liked our show today and want to hear previous episodes, please subscribe to our podcast, Senior Moments, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It's this is, free. This Goodbye. Is, <laughs> this is Senior Moments on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. This is Nina and Stuart Held saying, before Senior Moments signs off for today, please remember, youth is a gift of nature. But age is a work of art. The Glencoe Senior Center's website is one word, glencoseniorcenter.com. Thank you for listening. See you on the radio and on our WCWP Senior Moments podcasts. I have to say, you too.